0: Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house. But none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsempify.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this podcast with Allison Marie, or just Allison. Her and I have been chatting for like 10 minutes before we actually hit record. And I'm super excited for you all to hear the conversation because she is so open and willing to help you all by sharing her story. So if Allison or you've seen her in the group, you probably know that she's super supportive and she's super honest and she's, she's socially aware in many ways. And I'm super excited to talk with her. So Allison, welcome. And can you tell us just a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi, uh, yes. Thank you. I am Allison, and- <laughs> Um, I am a mom to two kids who are four and five right now, and we had a lot of clutter, <laughs> a lot of trouble with that, and, like, I was a yelly mom. If, if I was to say what kind of mom, I was a yelly mom, and that was really depressing, basically, to think that's what I am and everything, and is that all I am? I, I come from abuse, too, so, like, the implications of that are hard for me, too, and uh, besides that, I am very into social justice. I very much care what happens to black people and indigenous and other people of color in this country. And I do my best to listen and support what they have to say.
0: I love that. And so I'll have two things, but yes, I always appreciate your support when I do share content on social issues, especially in the United States and what those are. You've always been very supportive of me, which someone with a a platform like this, it's always scary to have these conversations. And I think a couple of times I've even messaged you like this, (laughs) this scares me so much, but they're important conversations. So I really do appreciate your presence in that regard too. And
1: Um, I appreciate anyone with a platform like yours who speaks up. It's like, it's the thing we can do. So
0: yeah, exactly. And I have actually an episode coming out in a couple of weeks on that subject. So Actually, I think it will air before your podcast podcaster. So anyway, scroll around on the podcast and you'll find it. But the other thing that st- stuck out to me that you said that I think a lot of people feel and I especially felt was like, I'm like yelling at my kids. I'm not happy. I'm always behind. I feel like a mess. I feel like I'm the only person that can't figure out how to do this. And I feel like that's what I am. And then even further, is that all that I am? Because it gets so it's like all consuming, especially if you're a mom who stays at home or works from home or spends the majority of your time at home. Like it gets really easy to get lost in your role in motherhood in general. But then when it's really hard, <laughs> it just yep. feels like it's even compounded uh, yeah. or even more compounded.
1: Yes, yeah, so there are no escapes when you're at home. Like even when you have a job that you're doing at home, it's still, it doesn't always feel, especially when, you're still in the me- midst of a clutter and everything. It doesn't always feel like you, you actually get to escape into any of that. It always uh, comes back to you're a mess, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, okay, yes. And I think one of the things that's really helpful for moms is like being able to articulate and like give language to what's actually going on. So I know you said that you're like, wondering if that's what I am, is that all that I am? But what exactly like, did your days look like pre-decluttering that kind of led to those thoughts? Are you able to share like what that actually looks like?
1: Yes. We so we'd wake up and my kid would wake up somewhere between four in the morning and and six in the morning. Hooray if it was six, and the, the whole day already felt ruined if it was four. So also <laughs> sleep deprivation was complicating things. Then my other kid would wake up and she's not a morning person and she'd be cranky and crying. So I already felt like downtrodden and it, it all continued through the day like that where like I never there were two minutes of the day where I felt ahead before before I immediately felt behind and um like th- there'd be good moments when they were cute and everything and I'd be like oh it's all worth it but the rest of the time I, it was like what am I even doing I, I can't make heads or tails of anything I just yell at them and then go cry in the closet that I yelled at them over something so minor you know like that's, and then
0: it'd be bedtime. <laughs> that's how was oh my gosh. Yeah. That's how I was too. I was like, and then all of a sudden it was time to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just had to sit there with the to do list in my mind, but also rehashing the day and being like, oh my God, like that's how the day went again. And I do think that part of it, because I know you said, your kids are like a year apart. I yeah. want to let everybody know too, like part of it sometimes is like just a really demanding season of life. And even if you have no clutter, if you're living in this modern society, which is one of the social issues that we talk about, and you are a mom, you don't have support. You don't have community. You don't have access to resources. You don't have workplaces that are understanding of your breastfeeding. And if you do have that stuff, one, two, or all of them, you are a unicorn. (laughs) So like sometimes, even if your house is decluttered, like you still have all of these things working against you, but I think that's why decluttering is so powerful because it is one thing that you have 100% control over and does alleviate the pressure of all of those other things coming at you from all directions.
1: Yes. And I will also say that decluttering gave me the tools to prioritize. So if the day was going poorly, like I don't have to make a four course meal for the kids who aren't going to eat it. I can just go get some McDonald's that day. It's okay. okay. And decluttering very much taught me how to do that because the only way to declutter is to make those kinds of priorities as a short-term solution to what has been a long-term problem. Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, tell me your thoughts on this. I'm curious. I feel like it's a form of self-advocacy when you choose to declutter that trickles into other areas of your life.
1: Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. It's saying I'm important and how I interact with my family is important. I care about that. And in order to do that, I'm going to, I'm This is how I'm going to do it. Like this, this is going to simplify, get rid of all the crap, but literal and figurative crap and, uh, and take care of your, yourself first, put on your own oxygen mask as far as the spluttering. In Chris's course, everyone, she has you work on your own stuff first. And we all want to like work on our toys and stuff first. That's what we think is overwhelming us. But, but your stuff is also overwhelming. You don't even realize how much until you start doing it. But it frees so much of your mental energy to not have your own stuff to manage anymore. Then you're free to help your kids do the same thing and stuff.
0: Yeah. So do you think that doing your stuff first too also gave you like a new? I always say decluttering is a skill. Do you feel like you were more equipped with the skill set and the confidence, but also the empathy to help your kids with it?
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like b- before I started decluttering with you, I would just like, I would say I'm going to throw out 50 toys today and I could easily throw out 50 toys every day for a long time. And I would just ra- rage, throw them into the garbage like over and over again and not care like that, that maybe that stupid pink McDonald's toy was a favorite. I didn't care. I was just like, I need this completely gone, but n- knowing how it feels to let go of your own stuff, help me help them and not wi- without heeding anything that they think help them declutter their things too. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. And then my next question about this is, did it also give you patience and uh, the bandwidth to support your husband, his stuff?
1: I struggle with it. <laughs> I have to say, I still struggle with it because our we're under construction still. So there's still a lot of a lot of stuff that's shoved into a corner until we can use it. It's, and it's like, how am I going to live my life with my stuff in a corner until I can use it? Do I even really need that stuff? But so, so like, we're, we're living in his, what will be his office. That's where we sleep right now. So like I'm surrounded by his stuff every night and it's, it's not a peaceful, calming thing. It's, it feels like it's closing in on me a little. So like a thing that happened to me is my clutter threshold shifted and I could tolerate less clutter as I decluttered because I was like, this feels good. I need more of this. So I do struggle. I, I don't at all touch his stuff and I don't make comments to him about his stuff because I know that will backfire. And I don't want to, I don't like, he's allowed to have his stuff. He's allowed to not be as minimal as I am. So I don't comment on any of it, but it, it, I do sometimes struggle with the amount of it as, as someone who now needs less. So to- Yeah.
0: I love that honesty so much. And I hope that people listening hear it because I think sometimes, and I think sometimes, especially online, we see people who are like, I'm decluttering or I decluttered and we're just like, boom, it was done. And then everything was fine. And sometimes like it goes in layers. And you've alluded to that too, by saying that like my personal clutter threshold shifted and he's still not there with me. Yeah. And you're still figuring out how to make that work. And I tried to be very upfront with people too. Of it's a process, like it goes in layers and yes, I have amazing resources to help you speed up that process, but everyone's still going to be at, at a different pace.
1: Yes, so. definitely. And also a, th- a thing that I do find happens that is a positive thing about it is like as our spouses see us, like at first they're like afraid of the change, but if they're not on board with it, that they're like, Oh, I don't want like, don't get rid of any of my stuff. I don't want my stuff gone and protective of their stuff. But as they see our mental health improve and stuff, and they're like, Oh, maybe let's go through this drawer together. Would you mind helping me and stuff like that? And like when that happens, I'm I'm so excited. I have to I have to keep a damper on it though. So I'm not like the whole drawer, give the whole drawer. <laughs> like, you know what I'm Yeah. <laughs> so I I do because I've gone through my own things and thought had the, the thoughts about them. I try to give him space to have the thoughts about his stuff instead of trying to push it too hard or anything. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. It's very honest. So my follow-up question for that is one of the things, so I don't like to like blindside people or, or scare them away by being like, when you declutter your house, it's going to impact the other areas of your life in pretty big and important and valuable ways for me. I've told my story a lot of times. I dove deep into therapy to fix myself. You had this like newfound time and energy to focus on your marriage and heal parts of that. So, can you share a little bit about us? What, if you can articulate it, what was the thing that made it so that you had the space to to focus on that?
1: Yeah. So I got to a point where I could like just. The metaphorical grief, I I didn't feel this like constant crushing list of stuff to do all the time. But then because I didn't have that to distract me, I started to feel like, oh, we're not yelling at each other all the time because of the clutter. Like Mm -hmm. getting rid of the clutter definitely helped with some of the instances of it but that wasn't why it was because there's something to work out. And, and so we, I did this myself, but he wasn't really interested. He's like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. So I took a course, Ryan married and manifesting to, to help myself with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I took the same course for those of you wondering, it's called married and manifesting. Allison just said, I'll put the link to it in the show notes, but it was really helpful for me. And I noticed patterns And like what happened with you was the exact same thing that happened to me. And so many other moms that I've seen declutter was like, oh my gosh, like he does do the dishes. So it was never about like the dishes and it didn't even matter like how much he did to help. It never would have been enough because our workload in the house because of the clutter was just too high. And then it was like the same thing for me. So things are fine. The things that I was complaining about on the surface are fixed now, but we're still not like on the same page so what's going on and that's what we had to do too yes and
1: a lot of it was old patterns for me as i was abused by my father we all were but as she talks about in the course like you become addicted to your even your negative feelings and those patterns and keep and you want to like keep doing them because it's something you're feeling something and uh, it fires off the the neurons mm-hmm. still and everything so it it all came back to that. Of course, everything comes back to that. Why I, why I clutter came back to my childhood and everything too. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> it is all related and it will with decluttering just, we're going to go there. I'm going to tell you, yeah. it's going to bring up your stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's going to bring up the stuff. Cause like you don't have it to distract you anymore. Unless yeah. some of us fall into the the addiction of decluttering as so that we don't have to focus on that stuff, but let yourself take care of yourself. Let yourself, feel those feelings and figure them out when you're ready. Like I, I did the addiction thing to decluttering for a little bit too. And like wanted to overdo the decluttering mm-hmm. at, at a certain point so that I didn't have to start on that stuff yet. But one, once I was ready, like it's what needs to happen and it is going to come up, whatever it is for you, it's going to come up probably your yeah. child. It's, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's yeah. It's pretty much guaranteed to be your childhood. It's just what part of your life is that manifesting. And for those of you listening, what Alison was saying about like getting addicted to the decluttering too in, in decluttering simplified in the course that I created, I'm like on week four or phase four, of, I'm shifting to calling it phase four. People get freaked out by weeks, but yeah. like phase four, I'm like, you need to prepare to take a break from decluttering because you are overwhelmed by clutter and the messes and the cleaning up all the time. It makes no sense to just replace that with obsessing about decluttering. you got to take a break. And it's going to, it's probably going to be the most uncomfortable part of the process for you because you're not going to have anything to do. Like the dishes are going to be done and the laundry is going to be caught up on and the messes from like toys and stuff. They're still going to be there, but they're going to be manageable and you're just going to have nothing to do <laughs> then sit with yourself. And I felt like this, like naked and exposed version of myself. Of just like, I hate this. Take me back to my never ending to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
1: That we couldn't wait to escape from. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're like, this is what we were waiting for, and then we get there and we're like, oh my god, I hate it.
1: Yeah, we want to sabotage because we're we're afraid of change too. So we're afraid to look at that and let it be better. Like, it it, we fear it will be worse, but it can't be worse. So let it be better. Yeah,
0: that's a good point too. A lot of times when you're decluttering, it's because you already hit rock bottom. (laughs) At least for me, it was true. (laughs) Oh my god, this this is. this was as bad as it was going to get. It can only go up from here. <laughs> Don't be freaked out, everybody. It's a good process, but get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That's the only way to to change in a good way is to, like, you got to be the ugly cocoon thing or whatever before yeah, you have to digest yourself.
0: The thing that helps with this too, is like having other people around you who are doing it. So if you're listening to on the podcast, you're not in the group yet, come to the group because when you get to this point, we will remind you to not distract yourself with messes or decluttering.
1: Yes. I'm still in there. I'll be like, don't fall into that trap. And I know how it feels.
0: Yeah. And I will call you out too a lot of times for moms inside of the course, like the decluttering simplified course. They're like, I've been, I've been doing all the things I still don't feel, I feel like I need to do more. And I'm like, I want to be like, I'm restricting access to your course for three months. (laughs) I'll give it back but you've got to take a break and just be, and I'm not going to take away the course, (laughs) but really I, sometimes I'm like, man, the best thing you could do is nothing right now. Nothing.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. What kinds of things had you tried before like getting into not just decluttering simplified, but like the group and the free challenges and all of that, what things have you tried?
1: I, so just like rage throwing things, Mm -hmm. breaking Mm -hmm. them, like disappearing them all the time. And that's about it, basically. I don't know how to fix this problem. I didn't even necessarily know what the problem was. Like, I hadn't identified it. I just had this rage. I directed it at things. And if, like, I remember, I don't remember exactly. I think I saw an ad copy of yours, and that's what brought me to the group. And I stayed in the group for a little bit and tried, like, the free challenges and stuff first, which are a great way to see if it's a fit for you and then um, segue into the more serious stuff. So, basically, just, I tried nothing, and then I tried your stuff. And then I was like, I am ready to go whole hog, you know? Yeah.
0: So I think for people listening too, just think about this for yourself, because you said that you, you didn't really know what the problem was, which is actually a common theme. Cause I've been doing interviews with the other moms. They all basically said the same thing. Like I didn't realize what the problem was. I didn't realize that the problem was the stuff, but you had the right idea (laughs) (laughs) with the rage decluttering. And I think a lot of us do that. We might not necessarily declutter, but we'll do like rage cleaning or like rage organizing or rage, pull everything out and then put it back in. And we're like on the right track, on the right track. So my hope is that I can teach you that you can channel that, right? You can still channel that, like that anger. I think anger is a, an excellent tool. It's like jet fuel to get the things that need to be done.
1: Yeah, fear yep. anger,
0: don't fear your anger, channel it yeah. into your stuff and know that you can do it in a more productive way. Cause I've done it too, where I would just take it out on my kid's stuff, yeah. And like get rid of their stuff behind their back or oh, just going <laughs> to scoop it into the trash. Yeah. We've all done it yeah. and that's okay. And know that you can do it from an empowered place, which is what I hope to offer everyone who wants It's like how to yeah. channel that from an empowered place
1: and teach them how, to, how to do it in a healthy way so that they're not repeating our same cycle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes, like when you finally, when it clicked for you, okay, decluttering is a thing that can give me relief. What was like a couple or one, as many as you feel like sharing of the aha moments for you, as you started really getting into your decluttering process?
1: I would say, I'm to think about that a minute. I, th- I think that I had already thought about that and I don't remember what, what my answer was, but um,
0: I can give you prompts. I have your notes yeah. in front of me that they're like understanding that there were a lot of root causes for why you had clutter was a big yeah. thing that you said.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. So like, the trauma of my father abusing us. Like he would just, like he would f- flood the toilet on purpose and destroy all our stuff in the house mm. and stuff. Or he would just throw away our stuff to make room. Like he hoarded a little for piles of stuff and everything. And so realizing that I cling to things because I'm afraid of them being taken away or being lost or something. But then also I also like, I would go, I would yo-yo back and forth. Like one time my husband and I were in a fight about, he, he was building me a bookshelf. And, but so in the meantime, my books were like all over the floor or something. And he was like, what are you doing with these books? And he knew what I'm doing with the books, but like, we, we had, we had a fight about it. And I took all of my books, like gorgeous leather bound books and everything. And I threw them in a donation bin in the pouring rain. <laughs> so like, I, I would go back and forth on those things. And then it was just like, so I would acquire, I would and then i would feel like i have to detach from the things i would acquire and feel like i have to detach from the things a lot of times and it w- it wasn't sustainable you have to just learn it's okay and detach so that that definitely was an aha moment also i i don't have to have so many of everything if i like baking cupcakes i'm still not baking cupcakes for an army so i don't need 3 cupcake pans like one or two is fine stuff like that getting rid of case stuff was a huge thing for me like I posted in the group, I got rid of my KitchenAid blender because like I used to bake, but it's, it's just not who I am as a mom right now. Maybe someday it will be, but right now it isn't. But I was just like clinging and holding on to to that idea of a perfect mom would use that and and do that. But a perfect mom just is there for her kids and does what she wants to do like with her kids. And it's okay to not be the June Cleaver perfect mom. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: Absolutely. First, thank you for sharing all of that. Cause I don't take it lightly when people share like big deal things like that, especially about their childhood stuff. But I, and, and I think a lot of people will relate to that because we all have just those kinds of things that happen growing up that affect the way that we relate to stuff and things. And similar to you, I between wanting it all and wanting none of it, but eventually you do find balance in your relationship to stuff, especially when you can take a step back and be like, okay, it's not about the stuff, it's not about the stuff, it's about yes. what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we have consumerism confusing us further and you yeah. think we want the stuff that that is overwhelming us, like, yeah. I want more overwhelm, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so what are some of the biggest changes you've had since being on the other, I won't say completely done with decluttering because we're never fully done, but like being on the other side of like your first major decluttering experience?
1: So at, I, I felt like on cloud nine, I felt, I did feel like it was hard to take a break, but I was committed to doing it that first time. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I felt like I had space in my day to, to just be with my kids, like not harassing them about stuff everywhere or anything like that, which they, again, they're, they were four and three at the time that I started. So they couldn't manage <laughs> that, that stuff themselves like we we had more time to just be fun and silly go out and cuz i like it used to be i'd have a pile of laundry everywhere i didn't feel like i we could go out and play because i i had all that stuff inside the house to be doing and stuff so that was a huge change. My relationship with my husband changed in good and bad. Like o- overall, like it changed in, in good ways, but it also highlighted that we had work to do and everything. And it gave me the space to work on that. And like my day is just so much easier. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love that. In your notes, I'm looking at them. And one thing that you said was that you were able to breathe all the way down into your belly. <laughs> yes. Yes. I-, I was thinking about that because I'm like, man, like I used to be very... I'm going to get weird anyways, but I used to be very shallow in my breath, like right here in my chest and be like, and I still get that way sometimes when I'm like stressed out and overwhelmed. And it's the way that I gauge, how am I taking care of myself? How are my days going? Do I need to like do some routine, like decluttering, or do I need to do like a deep clean of the house or recalibrate our, our systems for the house or whatever. But that is one way that I gauge it. Am I breathing from my chest or am I able to actually like breathe fully? And Yeah. Yeah. When we talk That's like about like
1: of anxiety, because I, I had so much underlying anxiety, and now between you and Ryan with the married course, it is gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that, and I don't think moms especially realize like how impactful your environment can be on you. But when we say that we want to walk into our house and be able to breathe, like sometimes we mean it metaphorically, but it's very literal as well. Like just being able to be in your body, which is yep. a trauma thing too. You process your trauma all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I can feel, I can feel my, my breath.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I used, to, I used to actually have panic attacks before and they are a thing of the past now um, because the way my clutter and anxiety were, were holding me down. I couldn't get those deep breaths. So, so like I'd be like just all of a sudden from some minor thing that happened, hyperventilating and mm-hmm. and needing to like primal scream still couldn't get it under control. Like yeah. it's
0: gone. <laughs> yeah. I know we talked about breath work the other day and Ryan's course, but it, for anybody listening and wants to go down a rabbit hole, check out breath work. It's really helpful for if you have like symptoms of anxiety or are diagnosed, it's really helpful or can be really helpful for some people. Okay. One thing that really holds mom's back is thinking about decluttering. Right. And they're like, I I like to say that the hardest part about decluttering is thinking about decluttering because we're in our heads. We're thinking about just in case and what if, and my spouse doesn't support me and my kids are going to be mad at me and I don't have, I need money and all of these things. And we convince ourselves that it's going to be a horrible process or at least not something worth doing. So I I have a question. Was the process as bad as your mind may have tricked you into thinking (laughs)
1: not at all like when once you get started it it just all feels so good so it makes you want to keep doing it but i do agree that the getting in your head is as and thinking you can't do it or don't deserve it Mm -hmm. is the hardest part for me it wasn't that I think I can't do it; it is that I think I don't deserve to have that I don't deserve to have that peace of mind and I don't deserve to not spend my days picking up crap I'm like I'm a bad mom if I get rid of the crap so it once you get started it's huge there there are things that are hard to declutter still like that that either present your trauma to you or were sentimental or whatever but but just like actually decluttering and the bulk of it, it just it was so much easier than I thought. And it was so easy to start to let go of things as I felt my breathing get easier and everything literally easier. Do it for yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It does. It's like instant relief. And a lot of times we get comfortable in our discomfort. And once you start doing it, you change your comfort level. You change your comfort zone. Like you said at the beginning of the episode, your threshold for your clutter changed. Like it literally changed. And Do you want to go back? Never.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I used to like kind of buy things to feel better like a lot of us do. And I don't want to do that anymore. I, I spend three weeks thinking about, should I buy that thing? I buy it because do I want to trade the space and peace of mind for that item? Is it yeah. worth it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Or do I want to accidentally regret getting it because I declutter it later?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like all of my screen I'm playing for a minute.
0: Yes. Okay. So final question. For somebody who's considering getting into the decluttering simplified course, they're on the fence. What would you tell them? Hang on. My my
1: husband is calling. <laughs> he keeps. Okay, he keeps we calling. can pause. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. She answered the call. All is well. Okay.
1: <laughs> <Perfect>.
0: <laughs> For people on the fence, yeah. What would you tell them?
1: I would tell you that you deserve to have this peace of mind. You deserve to have this peace. You deserve to have this ease in your life and you can do it. And Krista can help you do it. Like the course makes it so straightforward what to do and really like you deserve it and you will hundred percent feel better after.
0: Okay. Hey, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I, it's just simple. You can follow the steps. You get the community. Allison's there. Hundreds of other moms are there and it's just a really great space. There is one thing that I wanted to just mention to everybody that you said. I think you said when you were talking about like cupcakes and stuff, I don't have to get rid of all of it. I just get rid of some of it. Like I just have a little bit less, which I have a podcast episode, a few episodes back called the half It method where I talk about this. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Your decluttering process will never be all or nothing and black and white. There's a whole lot of things to consider. There's a whole lot of nuance. And that's another thing that we talk about instead of the course in the community. It's like, how should I do this? What should I keep? Like, how much should I keep? And I think the community aspect is just really valuable for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for all of your time. I really loved your story. I love your honesty as always. I love your willingness to just be so open and share with everybody. And yeah, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being you. I love you. And you, you made this
0: possible for me. So. Uh, I love you too. I think that's a great way to end it. <laughs> hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review? If you are listening on iTunes, it helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to be without becoming a full-blown minimalist.